Just as we head into what for most of us will be a high-salt Christmas, a new study has shown that pretty much anyone can benefit from salt reduction in terms of their blood pressure, which, to remind you, next to smoking, is probably the most toxic risk factor for heart attacks, heart failure, atrial fibrillation, strokes, dementia and kidney damage. Associate Professor Deepak Gupta at Vanderbilt University in Nashville was the lead researcher. Oh, my pleasure. So what was the confusion before you did this study? It's well known that sodium relates to blood pressure. I think we didn't quite understand the impact of it across broader populations, particularly those that already have high blood pressure and are already taking medications for lowering blood pressure, which we included in our study. So was the idea that if you're already on blood pressure medications, reducing your sodium didn't make much difference? That's right. We found about a six to seven millimeter systolic reduction, whether you were on medications or not. We should also just define this very confusing thing that sometimes in the back of the packet you'll see sodium and sometimes you'll see salt. Our salt intake, because it's sodium chloride, looks higher than our sodium intake should be. So just dissect that for us before we get going so we understand what the story is. Table salt is sodium chloride, as you said. And that contains five grams in one teaspoon. So one teaspoon of table salt is five grams. But if you just isolate the sodium component of that, that's 2,300 milligrams of sodium in one teaspoon of table salt. And so what we're focusing on is the sodium component of that. And just to put it in an Australian context, five grams of salt is considered the top of the recommended intake on a daily basis and presumably similar to the United States. Correct. For salt, it's 5 grams. For sodium, it's 2,300 milligrams. So this was a study of all comers in a sense. Yeah, we tried to include a broad population. We included middle-aged to elderly individuals. We included people with normal blood pressure. We included people with high blood pressure. And those people with high blood pressure, we included those that had treatment for it and were under control, as well as those that had treatment and were not under control, as well as those that were completely untreated. Now, you divided them into three groups. One was their usual diet, one was a high-sodium diet, and then they followed that with a low-sodium diet. Why did you put them on a high-sodium diet? Isn't most people's normal diet pretty high anyway? That's a great question. We wanted to understand what if you pushed above and beyond what an individual's usual diet is. And the practical reason for that is, is that most people, their dietary sodium varies from day to day and sometimes from meal to meal. So we wanted to see what happened if we pushed above that. And it was just for a week? Correct. I think it's practically important for patients to know that these changes in their dietary sodium intake can actually happen rapidly and you don't have to wait a month or two months or three months to see the effect. So what did you find? The main finding that we had was that the vast majority of individuals saw a reduction in their systolic blood pressure with reducing their dietary sodium. And that, again, did not matter whether you started out with normal blood pressure high blood pressure taking medications, high blood pressure not taking medications, or high blood pressure and uncontrolled. And it was the same sort of reduction that you'd get with a blood pressure pill? Correct. So what does that actually then mean for people? Because in Australia, there's all this talk, well, we're in a hot country, people are going to get faint if they reduce their salt. We did not see that there were more adverse events or symptoms with being on the low-sodium diet compared to the high-sodium diet. And the things that you described of seeing weakness, lethargy, potentially feeling tired, that occurred in about 1% to 2% of individuals, so it was pretty uncommon. And those symptoms were also seen in some of the patients taking high-sodium diet. And then in terms of the overall public health impact, you know, we usually translate the blood pressure reduction into in terms of clinical outcomes. And so a six millimeter reduction in systolic blood pressure typically translates into about a 10 to 15% reduction in what we call hard clinical events like heart attacks, 
strokes, vascular mortality. So it's really meaningful. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a really meaningful impact to reduce your blood pressure by six millimeters systolic. Without having to take a drug. Yeah. You know, the challenge there is, is that some people will say, it's hard for me to stick with a low sodium diet for a long period of time. It's easy for me to take a medication. We didn't actually see that any of the medications classes themselves took care of the salt sensitivity. That reduction in blood pressure with reducing your dietary sodium occurred regardless of what class of medications you're on. So you really have to do both if you want to lower your blood pressure. I should have asked you this earlier. I mean, how vicious was the reduction in sodium? what we designed for the low sodium diet was very low. It was 500 milligrams. But we did that knowing that most people may not be adherent with that. And so what we ended up with was around 1300 milligrams, which is just below the American Heart Association recommendation for people with hypertension. It's 1500 milligrams. Have you followed people through to see whether they can maintain it? Our study was not designed to understand the long-term sustainability of the diets, but we tried to make it as practical as possible. So the low-sodium diets, while they were standardized across the two cities where participants were enrolled, they were all things that were available in the grocery store or online retailers. There wasn't any special prep to it, things that were readily available. Well, Deepak Gupta, I wish you a low-sodium Christmas. <laughs> I appreciate it, and that for others as well. Thanks very much for coming on. Okay, thanks so much for your time. Deepak Gupta is Associate Professor of Medicine and Cardiology at Vanderbilt University in Nashville. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.